am I? How tough am I? I had a bowl of nails for breakfast this morning. <laughs> yes, so? Without any milk. We are a mere few days away from the start of Wheeling Nailers training camp at West Banco Arena. And once again, it's time for another one of our Central Division previews here on the Toolbox. I'm your host, DJ Abicella. This week's team is one that we will get really used to seeing over the course of the regular season at West Banco Arena, as it is the Indy Fuel. This week on the Toolbox, we will talk with Indy's Director of Marketing, Brent Holerud, who also does work in media relations and social media for the fuel and we'll get him to give us some ins and outs as to what we can expect on the ice from the fuel in the 2018-19 season but before we talk about the team on the ice this year for Indy let me give you some background information on the history of hockey in Indianapolis and with the fuel this is going to be season number five in the ECHL for the Indy Fuel. And after struggling through their first three, although they did make a late charge in their first year as a team, last year was a milestone year for Indy as the Fuel qualified for the playoffs for the first time in team history. The Fuel did fall short in the opening round of the Kelly Cup playoffs to the Toledo Walleye, but still a big accomplishment for them, getting one of the first monkeys off of their backs as they continue to put a footprint here in the East. ECHL. Similar to a lot of the other teams that we've already highlighted in the ECHL Central Division, Indianapolis is another city with a rich history of hockey. The Indianapolis Ice played in the IHL and the CHL. They also had the Indianapolis Checkers, Racers, and Capitals, among others. Perhaps the most notable of those teams was the Indianapolis Racers, who were part of the WHA, the World Hockey Association. You remember at one point, the World Hockey Association merged with the NHL. So Indianapolis was playing against current NHL teams in cities such as the Edmonton Oilers, the Quebec Nordiques, who are no longer in existence, and the Winnipeg Jets. And of course, the most notable hockey name in history, Wayne Gretzky. He was a member of the Indianapolis Racers for eight games during the 1978-79 season. Throughout all of that hockey history, there have been a few different venues in Indianapolis, but Indiana Farmers Coliseum has hosted its fair share of those teams, dating all the way back to the beginning of pro hockey in Indianapolis, which was all the way back in 1939. The the Indiana Farmers Coliseum was renovated in 2014, just before the arrival of the fuel. So that got me doing a little bit of research, and in fact, Indiana Farmers Coliseum is the oldest arena in the ECHL. Coming up in 2019, they will celebrate 80 years of Indiana Farmers Coliseum, which is a very neat milestone. For those of you curious, Wheeling is tied for the sixth oldest arena in the league at West Banco Arena, established in 1977. That's tied with Rapid City and Maine in Portland. Maine Cross Insurance Arena also built in 1977. Arenas older than that, Fort Wayne 1952, Norfolk 1971, Kalamazoo 1974, and Cincinnati 1975. For the Indy Fuel, they have been affiliated with the Chicago Blackhawks and the Rockford Icehogs since they began play in 2014. Last year, a very unique year. This is the first time under the affiliation that the Blackhawks missed the playoffs, and with that, of course, a lot of shuffling happening. In fact, Colin Delia played for Indy at the start of the year, even in a game against the Nailers. He got pulled against the Wheeling Nailers in November, but then later on in the season went on to make his National 
Hockey League debut with the Chicago Blackhawks. The Fuel's head coach is Bernie John. He is entering his third season as the head man behind the bench in Indianapolis. He took over a tough team at the start of the 2016-17 season, but led that team to a 25-point improvement last year. Prior to being the head coach of the team, Bernie was an assistant coach for the first two years of the Fuel, and he also has a history of playing in Indianapolis as he suited up for the CHL's Indianapolis Ice. At this point, the Fuel have 19 players signed for the upcoming season. Two of those are former Nailers who both played in Wheeling during the 2016-17 season. One of them is forward Josh Shala. The other one is forward Louis Belisle. Shala, of course, playing a big part in that team last season, and he has been a proven goal scorer in his time in the ECHL. They also had a notable off-season signing, a former Reading Royal who played five years in Reading, 33 years old, over 400 career ECHL games and that is forward Olivier LaBelle so he'll certainly be one to watch as the Nailers will see a ton of the fuel this season especially at home the all-time series between Wheeling and Indy is all knotted up at 7-7 and it's all square in both venues too the teams have played six times at West Bank Go Arena three wins each way and eight times at Indiana Farmers Coliseum with both teams winning four the head-to-head this year will be nine at West Bank Go Arena and two two at Indiana Farmers Coliseum, so they'll play more in Wheeling this year than they have the previous four years combined, which is pretty wild. I'll give you the Wheeling list first. The Fuel will be in town on November 3rd, and that, of course, will be the home opener for the Nailers. Also November 30th, December 9th, January 12th and 13th, the back-to-back, February 1st, the second school day game on March 12th, March 22nd, and the regular season home finale on April 6th. The Nailers' two trips out to Indianapolis this season will come right around a week apart from each other, as the first one will be on December 27th, and the second one will be on January 4th. For more in-depth analysis on the Indy Fuel, we bring in the Director of Marketing for the Fuel, and he is a man who has helped Indy win the ECHL Social Media Award in back-to-back seasons. He's also going to be getting married here in about a week. It's Brent Holrood. So, Brent, congratulations on your upcoming wedding and the award. Sounds like you've had quite the summer leading up to the start of this hockey season. You know, you could definitely say that. I mean, we all know uh, in the ECHL this summer it's quickly – your days are filled with getting ready for the upcoming season and you throw a throw kind of planning a wedding in there too it things get a little crazy but no it's exciting uh definitely picked a great week to do it being that i'm missing our preseason game but um that's why uh we have other people on staff who can hopefully um i think they're gonna do a great job in my absence and hopefully my job is still there when i come back Last year was a long time coming for the Indy Fuel, although it's been kind of a short history still. First time in four years that they made the Kelly Cup playoffs. How satisfying was that for the organization, as well as for a city that is so passionate and loves its hockey? Well, it was a huge step last year, finally getting a chance to, uh, and the team's been close pretty much um, every year. They The inaugural season, I think they're only a few points short. Um, they've come close in the past, so it was huge for the team, the fans, the organization, the front office to just kind of be able to take that next step and finally get into the playoffs. And uh, it's just kind of a, a validation for kind of the strides that the organization has been making in the, the short time we've been a team. And obviously this year, um, with our fifth anniversary season coming up, uh, I know uh, everyone was happy to kind of make the playoffs last year. We definitely 
even though it was a, a four-game stint, uh, we felt like it was as close of a four-game series as you could have with Toledo, considering that you had two double overtime games, one one goal game, and then um, the last game was a two-goal game with an empty netter. We felt like uh, we were a couple bounces away from stealing a couple games and ultimately are competing for that series. So moving on to this season, uh, I know everyone involved isn't going to be just satisfied being there at the end of the year. We want to be a contender as well. So I'm excited to see uh, what Coach Bernie John and everyone else uh, involved uh, will have hitting the ice here in a couple weeks. It was an impressive run, especially late in the season for the Fuel. They were under 500 as late as March 4th before going 9-2-3 and down the stretch, including a win on the last day to get into the playoffs against Kalamazoo. What did you notice that really clicked down the stretch during that run, and what can that group carry over to this year from that? I mean, it was, it was really just kind of, uh, you hear the cliche all the time, of you just got to catch fire at the right time, and that's really what this team did last year. Um, you had... Um, even from the start of the season, you saw signs of the team having a lot of talent and um, being able to do some great things. But I think it really kind of key or came down to a few key offseason, in-season um, roster moves by the coaching staff. You pick up a Johnny McGinnis, a Danny Jerzynski, um, Josh Shallow coming back from overseas, um, picking up Logan Nelson in, before the trade deadline. I think those we were able to uh, really kind of zero in on a core of players that ended up being the backbone of that second-half run. And um, then your players who may, might have been around up the whole year, your Alex Wymans, your Ruperts, they start playing even better as well. And I think it all just came together at the right time. And um, the team just was piling up points um, in February, March, and early April. And they were able to uh, kind of steal that last spot in the Central. So... Definitely not the way you usually draw it up at the beginning of the season, making that huge second-half push. But um, I think they were, you could say everyone involved was, was happy with how it panned out. The 2018-19 edition of the Fuel. Let's go position by position. Goaltending, key spot for the Fuel last year. You had ATN Marcou, won 22 games, 918 save percentage. Even though he signed an AHL deal with Laval, Indy still has his rights. In addition to signing Jason Poloski, and Chicago and Rockford is six goalies deep, including Matt Tompkins. Do you have any sort of feel as to what the tandem could look like or who might be battling for which spots? I think the the uh, kind of feel around the organization, obviously, as we all know, like anything can change at a drop of a hat. Um, I think the, the thought is that we will probably be seeing a little bit of Matt Tompkins um, at least for stretches of the season. So I, and then obviously uh, with the signing of Pulaski, that's definitely, um, I know our coaching staff enjoyed in the past to have, you have your, your contracted goaltender, and then you want to have a reliable guy under ECHL contract to uh, be able to ride if you need to. And that's looking at what ATN Mercou did last year. Um, he actually started the year on a tryout agreement, signed an SPC after training camp and ended up winning uh the team's Rookie of the Year award um, and played himself into an AHL contract this year. So uh, I think with that, you'll probably see a, a couple different looks coming down from Rockford, but um, I think uh, they're, they're okay with the depth of having your um, contracted players compete with your affiliated players for, for the time between the pipes. 
On defense, it seems like each team in this division has an anchor for Indy. Zach Miskovic certainly jumps to the top of my list as he enters his 10th pro season and fourth with the fuel. What do you think Miskovic's biggest asset is, and who else do you see playing a big role on the blue line? Well, I think when you look at a guy like Zach Miskovic, not only is he an anchor on the ice, he's, I mean, it's hard for us as uh, minor league organizations when there's so much turnover with players to kind of have that guy who is really a the face of your franchise and that cornerstone in the community, but that's what Zach Miskovic is to the Indy Fuel. Um, he lives in Indy full-time now, so even over the summer, he's at the rink with kids running a, a youth clinics. Like he's, he's doing whatever we need to do like around the community, and then obviously on the ice, he's a huge asset as well with his experience, both in the AHL and the ECHL, um, and just his veteran leadership in the room. Um, he's definitely a guy that obviously being a, a player assistant coach officially that um, the coaching staff really relies on to kind of teach the younger players how things are done around the locker room and really teach them how to make their next step in their own career. So I think that'll, um, that'll definitely help because looking down on the roster, there's some young rookie defensemen coming in with uh, Louis Belisle. You have Alex Brooks who, who played a little bit of Kansas city last year. And we got, um, Robert Powers, who actually is participating in uh, Rockford's training camp currently. So there's some young talent on that blue line, and that's definitely looking at um, over the past couple of years as an example. That's usually where we, you'll see a couple of players come down from Rockford to kind of help fill out the depth. So um, I know the Chicago organization is currently really deep on the blue line, so we're definitely looking to see a couple more players trickle down the ladder. So um, that'll be an interesting um, kind of dynamic to see play itself out as uh, we get into opening weekend and further on in the season. Up front, Josh Shaller returns. We know him well from his time in Wheeling, as do the Rupert brothers. All three of those guys finished with at least 40 points last season. That's a terrific start. But he doesn't end there. Few also signed free agents Olivier LaBelle, Kevin Dufour, and Quentin Shore, who all have had 15 goal seasons at this level. Is this one of the deeper teams that India has had offensively? I think you look at the roster and everyone this team has up front, um, it's definitely a scary-looking group. And uh, I think it's the deepest, in my experience, I've ever seen this team at forward with just your top-end talent with Josh Shalla. Hasn't played a full season in Indy, and he's already the franchise-leading goal scorer. Um, you have kind of the interesting story with uh, the Rupert Twins. Just like they originally signed a contract overseas, and um, they ended up uh, – leaving the team are the Sheffield Steelers after four games and they just signed this week. So um, that's kind of a, a testament to everyone wonders why, why teams make a big deal of their protected rosters at the beginning of the summer. Indy, it's kind of worked out that way each of the last few seasons with Josh Shalla coming back from overseas and now the Rupert twins um, kind of showing that by protecting the players' rights, you're able to kind of keep a hold of them when things kind of go haywire overseas. So the top-end talent's definitely there. Looking at guys like Kevin Dufour, Logan Nelson was a huge role player last year for the team. Uh, Matthew Thompson, um, a kid out of uh, – our D3 kid out of Adrian College, um, I think he turned – he played uh, during the team on an ATO last spring and really kind of impressed everyone and ended up earning uh, a SPC by the, by the playoffs. So um, I think – Big, or people are expecting big things out of him. And then you got um, Anthony Collins is another guy that we picked up in the offseason uh, to bring some of that size and 
good. And obviously when you're looking at kind of players who can play with both skill and some tenacity, that's, that's the Rupert Twins MO right there. So I think uh, there's definitely a ton of skill and speed up front, which is kind of how Coach Bernie John wants to play. But um, I think the depth is where this team is going to really kind of, kind of be a, a force to be reckoned with this season. This will be year number five for Indy as the affiliate of the Chicago Blackhawks, the NHL, Rockford Icehogs, and the AHL. You actually spent a year in Rockford, too. From what I see, another terrific relationship in this division. However, last year, a little bit different in the sense that the Blackhawks missed the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. Colin Delia started the year with you guys, ended up in the NHL. Did the season and the fact that Chicago missed the playoffs make it any different from an organizational standpoint with the transactions and the movement? I think definitely when you're looking at, in the perspective of Rockford, um, it just there was an opportunity for so many different players in the organization to uh, get those chances at the next level. Where if say Chicago was in the midst of a playoff run or, or contending, you might not see all those younger players going up. And in the case of Delia, that's really any time a player can in one season suit up for your ECHL, your AHL and NHL teams within the organization in one season, that's a pretty incredible accomplishment. So um, it was actually, Delia was the first player uh, to actually reach the Blackhawks after playing with the Fuel in the history of the team's affiliation. So that was obviously a big moment for, for our organization here in Indy. But um, I think it was just, the parent club ends up missing the playoffs. It just opened doors for for younger prospects down the ladder. So you definitely saw that trickle down in Rockford and for guys in our system who ended up getting chances to play in the AHL at the end of the season. With training camp right around the corner, have you been able to put sort of an identity together of what this year's Indy Fuel team will be and how it will fit in with the rest of the group in the always competitive Central Division? I think uh, in, in my conversations with Coach John throughout the summer, I think uh, – he really just wants to build on what this team did successfully at the end of last season and what ended up kind of propelling them to the playoffs. And it's being able to play quick, being able to be that dangerous team in transition to uh, be able to pounce on other teams' mistakes and really be able to counterattack and make most of uh, be able to be a dangerous squad in that way. So I think you look at the guys they've added, the Dufours, the Olivier LaBelle's, who are all very skilled, very offensive-minded players, but can also play that kind of gritty, um, hard-nosed style as well, because um, really the way this team has been successful in the past, it's they can score when they have the chance to, and they can grind you down when the other team has the puck. So I think sticking with that identity, team's probably not going to win a lot of 2-1, 3-2 games, but if it gets into kind of a track meet, I think this is where this team can uh, can do some damage this year. The Indy Fuel will be the bookends for the Wheeling Nailers regular season home schedule, the home opener on November 3rd, and then the regular season home finale on April 6th. Oh, yeah, they still come seven other times besides that, so we only go to Indy twice, unfortunately. But, Brent, I appreciate you taking so much time with me today and with nine games here this year. You know, don't be a stranger to Nail City. No, okay. it's. Uh, I believe that's twenty five percent of your home schedule is uh, the Indy Fuel. So um, we, I know we joked on Twitter about getting like a a spare bedroom or Airbnb set up in uh, West Banco Arena, but that's not entirely um, a joke. Like we would actually be interested if you guys have available space because we're gonna have the uh, 
the GPS direction saved going to be pretty accessible for us this year. Our big thanks once again to Brent Holerud, Director of Marketing for the Indy Fuel, for giving us some inside look at the fuel for the upcoming season. We will certainly get our fair share of them, especially at home at West Banco Arena in the 18-19 season. Training camp gets underway in just a few days. The Nailers will take the ice on October 1st. That is Monday. Looking at approximately a 2 o'clock practice, all practices are indeed open to the public. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Thursday. The team will take the ice at 11 a.m. and then that leads up to the preseason home opener which is Friday night October 5th against the Cincinnati Cyclones. Puck drops at 7.05 and then after that a road game in Cincinnati to wrap up the preseason the next day and then the regular season opener. That's coming up quick too on Saturday October 13th when the Nailers visit the Norfolk Admirals and then finally after a few more tilts on the road back home for that big home opener against these Indy Fuel on Saturday, November 3rd, 7.05 at West Banco Arena. You can get tickets for that game as well as a freedom plan, season tickets, group tickets, all that good stuff by calling 304-234-GOAL. That's 304-234-4625. One more preview to go in our Central Division Series. It is the team that we see next week for our preseason opener. So we will talk to Everett Fitzhugh of the Cincinnati Cyclones next week on the Toolbox.